Okay. So, here we go. We are going to be talking about a couple of things today. Uh, hopefully, you can hear me. Uh, we will see. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a couple days, so I do have quite a bit of entertainment to get through. Uh, I'm going to begin with wrestling because last time I ended with wrestling. So I'm going to begin with wrestling. I'm going to keep it real short and sweet. Uh, SmackDown was an okay show. It was it was fine. It wasn't great, but uh, it was pretty good. I, I'm, I'm really liking the Becky Lynch Charlotte stuff. That is incredibly interesting to me. I wish they had more for Shinsuke Nakamura. Daniel Bryan and the Bella versus Miz and Maurice, I don't really care for. But our truth and Carmella being a team is interesting. It's more character-driven rather than heel-face-driven, right? Our truth is a face because he's a dummy. Carmella is a heel because she's a diva and kind of a slime ball, right? So, but yet they tag team because of their characters. Their characters aligned for that, if not uh, forever, for that little moment in time. So I like SmackDown because it's being written by character-driven characters. That's what I like about SmackDown, right? Raw was also pretty good. I was very happy with Raw. Did I talk about Raw? I don't know if I did or not. Raw, I liked, I liked how the entire roster beat down the Shield. I like that. I like that. I like the Shield getting their uh, comeuppance. I'm not a big fan of like none of the faces coming out to help them, but whatever. So other things on SmackDown, right? Uh, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy, okay, they're building that nicely. I, I'm, I mean, it's not a great feud, but it's, it's doable. It's doable, and I'm okay with it. Uh, let's see, who else teamed up? I know Rusev won. Rusev and uh, what's-his-face, Aiden English, are going to go up against the bar next week, so that's something to look forward to. That was impressive. I was okay with that. And then AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, that's been excellent. I'm, I've been impressed with the storytelling of it. Uh, I like it. I, I, I dig it. SmackDown is a good show. It's shorter. It's an hour shorter, so it's a little bit more... Less to stomach. It's it's good. SmackDown was great. Now I'm going to talk about what I was going to talk about. I did not watch the Schmodown, so we don't need to talk about that. I did end up watching uh, Bridge of Spies, and I also ended up watching The Disaster Artist. Uh, so those were two pretty good films. The other thing I watched, I watched something else, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, and then there was a Jim Carrey thing called Kidding. Uh, and it's obviously like a little bit of a spoof slash fiction of uh, Mr. Rogers, right? So I'll talk about Kidding first, and then I'll talk about uh, Bridge of Spies, and then I'll talk about The Disaster Artist to end this off. This is going to be a nice, short, and sweet episode because I'm really, really itching to go home and watch some football. And we'll talk about football uh, on the next podcast. So, let's talk about kidding. I was on YouTube just kind of like looking around for things to watch. And uh, it came up, it was a free first episode from Showtime. Kidding is about a man who runs and who is the host of a children's educational show, live action, with puppets. And he wears a sweater. He always talks in a nice manner. Uh nothing really gets to him and he makes him angry. Not that we, uh, see at least. So obviously this is kind of a, a take of Mr. Rogers and he's trying to be a Mr. Rogers type character. Uh, 
Yet, behind the scenes, lots of raunchy and very, very bad things are going on. Which is interesting. That's an interesting... uh... Hey, buddy. That's an interesting thing to play on. So, I liked it. It was interesting. I would love to see the second episode. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it. If I can find a good stream of it. Because obviously I'm not going to pay money for that. I don't have money. So... I'm not going to pay money, obviously. Uh, But it does look interesting. Uh, He has a kid, and his kid's getting into drugs, and he's hanging out with a bad crowd. He's got a good heart, but he's just swearing and, you know, being disrespectful to his mother, who has divorced his father, the uh, Mr. Rogers guy. And uh, because his twin was murdered in, like, a car accident exactly a year ago, something like that. So it's got a lot of setup, right? And they tease things here and there that the Mr. Rogers character, Jim Carrey's main character, is not all there. And he loses his temper every once in a while. They never show you actually him actually getting mad. They just kind of cut to something angry happening. Like, like, uh, like plates smashed on the floor. And then they'll cut back to him being all happy and nice. So clearly he has anger issues that he is hard for him to get out because of his nice persona. So the cool thing about the show is there's a separation between who you see on TV, the host and the character, and the man, right? And I like that. I like because there's no way Mr. Rogers was always a super nice guy, right? There's no way. Humans are humans, right? So I thought I found that pretty interesting. I found it uh, intriguing. That's a pretty good show. It's free on YouTube. You should check it out. Uh, it is rated MA, I'm sure. So don't watch it with anyone who would be offended by that, anyone who's not mature enough to handle the content. Uh, let's move on, though. Let's move on to Bridge of Spies. This is a Steven Spielberg movie, and it was headed up by Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the main character here, and Tom Hanks's character is really, really good. Uh, I'm not actually a big fan of Tom Hanks movies. Like, a lot of people have seen Castaway. I haven't really seen Castaway. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Tom Hanks. Uh, so this was one of those movies that I was like, well, maybe it would be good. So I, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll go see it. But I just never ended up going to see it. What was more interesting than Tom Hanks' character, however, was the Russian spy character, who he wasn't actually Russian. They think he was from, uh, they say Ireland, but he's clearly got an, uh, an English accent. And this is way back in the 1950s. So, of course, they're going to be idiot racists. And miss and be completely off by a thousand miles or so. So, so hey, whatever, right? Uh, doesn't matter because in 1950s America, racism was rampant, as well as uh, you know, uh, whatever the word is for they come from a different country. I'm scared of that. Ugh, beat. Uh, anyway, this movie had two really good points. I love the beginning of this movie a lot. The beginning of the movie, uh, the first 10 minutes follows a spy. He's a Russian spy. He's being very secretive. And he ends up getting caught by the police. Now, he's very stoic. Um, he's very calm. He's not angry. He's not hateful. He's just doing a job, basically. He's just doing his job. He doesn't seem annoyed at the police. He's just very, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just very calm. Very, very calm, right? And I, I appreciated that. Because we could learn something from it, right? Uh, and then you get Tom Hanks' character, who is all about the law and the Constitution and being a good American, okay? So even though he might not 
uh, agree with some things. He's going to follow the Constitution. Every man gets an opportunity to be upheld by the law of the United States. And that is following the Constitution, giving everybody unalienable rights. That's that's how he is. He's a stand-up character, okay? Uh, a standing man, which comes up in the movie. He's a standing man, right? So the beginning of the movie, the first, like, half is him in the court case and trying to uh, free this Russian man. Now, he, of course, he probably doesn't want him to have a Russian spy in the uh, United States, right? But because that's a human being and he knows that he's got rights and he is his public defender, he is given a public defender for free. So he has to be defended by somebody. Tom Hanks' character gets chosen. Tom Hanks says, look, I'm the only guy who's going to fight for you because I'm duty-bound. I am bound by the Constitution to defend you, whether I agree with you or not. I, I will do as best, I will give you the best legal counsel that I can because it is your God-given right, according to the Constitution, which is fantastic. The whole first half of this movie, I would absolutely show it to my uh, maybe 10th uh, graders, 9th to 10th graders, because they're learning about uh, social economics and, uh, oh, what's the word? Political stuff. They're learning presidents. They're learning our government. Uh, U.S. government, I think, is the class I called, but it's called something else. Uh, man, it's right there at the tip of my tongue. I just can't place it. It's a great class, though, and it's incredibly important to learn. So if I were to ever teach a class or a kid in this age range and they were doing a project on it, this is the movie I would probably show them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he's a Nazi. He is getting the full defense because he has earned it. He is a human being. He is a he is a person. And people need to have their rights. Right? That's what we have decided here in America. So it's, it's great. That's not what I wanted to talk about, though. The two things I wanted to talk about, though, come from the stoic Russian spy. The first one is you are... Uh, it's a line, right? And the line is, um, well, my people don't think you're an American citizen, and uh, I guess your people don't care if you're an American citizen either. Uh, your bosses don't care about you. So the line is, well, uh, the boss is not always right, but the boss is always the boss. I'm going to repeat that. The boss is not always right, but the boss is always the boss. This is a good life lesson. The boss is not always right, but the boss is always the boss. This is a good life lesson for more than a couple reasons, okay? Because one day you're going to have a job, right? And it's going to be an entry-level job, a low-level job where you may not... Uh, agree with what your boss has decided. Maybe your boss says, you need to do this this way because it's the best way. You have prior knowledge. Maybe you've grown up uh, mopping, right? And you have a better technique, but your boss gets down your throat, says, no, you will do it my way. Now you can, of course, try to tell him that, hey, no, I have a lot of experience. Trust me, let me try it my way. If you like it better, I can do it my way. If not, hey, we'll go with your way, right? You can try to reason with him. But the boss is always the boss. At the end of the day, the boss is going to decide, okay? And you're going to have to do it his way. Why? Because he is the boss. 
The boss might not always be correct or right, but the boss is always the boss. This is important because when you finally become the boss, you are the boss. You might not always be right, but you are always the boss. The buck stops here. You are always the boss. You are the one who's responsible. Your say goes. How you handle running your crew, being the boss, that's up to you. But uh, the boss is always the boss, no matter if, if he's wrong or not. Okay, that's the first thing. I love that. Love it. I'm going to use it probably for the rest of my life. Second thing, for all you people with anxiety, right? For all you people who worry too much, okay? This man is being charged as being a spy for the Russian government, Soviet Union, all right? He does not show any sense of worrying. He does not show any sense of fear or sadness because in his mind, his line is, uh, Tom Hanks's character goes, sir, you're being tried uh, as a Russian spy against these United States of America. And the Russian spy's character goes, yeah, okay. Tom Hanks' character responds, you don't seem worried. Russian spy goes, would it help? You're going to cut me off. This guy cut me off. Luckily, I gave plenty of space, but hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so he goes, would it help? Would it help? W-I-H. Would it help? Ask yourself. I'll give you an example, okay? I am very worried that in a month and a half, I'm going to have to be laid off of my job, which I'm going to have to be laid off from my job. And I'm worrying about it. It's giving me a bit of anxiety. I, uh, I'm not a big fan of it. But the question is, would worrying help? Would it help? Would worrying about that situation help me in any way? No. No, it would not. It would not help. All right. This is a good life lesson because sometimes you're going to worry no matter what. Sometimes you're human, you're going to emotionally going to break down and you're going to worry about a couple of things. But for the trivial things in life, like, oh damn, whoops, I forgot to turn my library books back in and they were due yesterday. I'm going to worry about that. And now because I'm worrying, I am speeding around the town. I'm doing all these negative behaviors. I'm yelling at my kids. I'm yelling at my friends. I'm mad at somebody. Whatever. Would it help? No, it would only hurt. What would help? Make a plan. Make a plan. Say, yep, messed up. I'm going to fix it tomorrow. That would help. Worrying does not help. If you're late for work, don't worry about it. You're late. Hell, you might as well be a little bit more late and take your time and arrive safely. Would speeding help you? No. Hey, man, you're late. It happens. Everybody's been late before. It happens. Be late. Be safe. Get to work on time. Remember, would it help? Would it help? That was Nate TV. <laughs> that was Nate TV, which was probably not roads uh, legal, street legal, I think they call it. Uh, but whatever, whatever, <laughs> it's the beginning of the summer, who cares, all right, 
Please do. Next movie. Final movie here. Final movie, and then I can uh, go watch some football. Alright? Disaster Artist. This movie is a biopic, kind of, because it's based on a true story. So it is kind of a biopic. Made by A24 Films. Directed by James Franco. Acted by James Franco. About the, uh, the, a bit of the life of Tommy Wiseau. And his friend Greg, I think his name is. Uh, this was supposed to be a funny movie. I don't really see it as being that funny of a movie. I don't think it's that funny. There is one funny part of this movie. Let me first tell you what it's about. There is a movie called The Room. This movie is one of the, uh, legends of bad movies, right? So there's bad acting. The story doesn't make any sense. Uh, continuity issues sound issues. It's a bad movie, but it's so bad that it's good. It's one of those legendary movies. All right. So the room is about a man who, and I couldn't even tell you what it's about, but a disaster artist, the disaster artist is about the man and his friend and about how they made the movie, what happened on the set, behind the scenes at opening night premiere. Those are the things that None of the fans of The Room knew about before this movie. They just knew about The Room and Tommy Wiseau, right? So, this movie was supposed to be kind of like that, a bit of a biopic. It was supposed to be a comedy as well. I didn't think it was all that funny. I thought it was like, oh, okay, this is just James Franco pretending to be Tommy Wiseau, trying to uh, replicate The Room. And uh, it didn't really hit all of its marks, in my opinion. I felt like it was all right. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Am I going to watch it again? Probably not. Don't need to. It wasn't really all that funny. There's nothing really memorable about it, honestly. The best part of the movie, in my opinion, is whenever they're shooting the scenes from the room. Because that's hilarious to see the crew react. Uh, or there's one part at the beginning of the movie where Greg's character... He's like a kid, and he's saying, well, I'm going to move away, Mom. And the mom's going, well, what? What are you talking about? Today? Right now? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to move away right now with this guy. He has a he has an apartment in L.A. I'm going to move away with him. How old is this guy? Do you know? I don't know him. I want to meet him. So she goes outside. She goes, hi. And he goes, oh, hi. And then she goes, uh, who are you? And he goes, or where are you from? And she, he goes, Oh, yeah, I'm from uh, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. She goes, New Orleans? What? Okay, well, where were you from before that? And he goes, you know, Louisiana, New Orleans. Like, whatever, the Tommy Wiseau accent, right? So he's doing that whole shtick. And uh, she goes, okay, well, how old are you? you? You, And he goes, oh, I'm Greg's age. And she goes, and she doesn't believe him. She goes, no, 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 seriously, how old are you? And he goes, wah, same as Babyface, his age. Which clearly they're not. There's an age difference there. So she goes, yeah, and I'm 14. Or, or yeah, and I just turned 14 today. And he goes, oh, happy birthday. <laughs> like, he didn't get the sarcasm, and he didn't care. 
it, that was a funny exchange between the, Greg's mother and Tommy Wiseau. Hilarious. Other than that, I didn't think the movie was all that funny. There were pieces of it that I was just like, well, why? Why are we telling? What? What? So, like, things didn't really make sense. But whatever. Whatever. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, I would say watch it once, and then you don't need to watch it again. Bridge of Spies, watch it once. You don't need to see it again. The end of it kind of falls apart, in my opinion. I feel like it gets a bit boring in the end. The beginning of Bridge of Spies is excellent. Watch the beginning. But uh, the end of it, you don't really need to see um, yo, that car is, like, <laughs> halfway off the road. Yikes. Uh, okay, I think that's it. I'm about to go watch some football. And, uh, I've been talking for a long time, and I don't have any food in my stomach. So I'm very, very hungry. And I'm very, very tired. Uh, it's been a great day, but it's been a, uh, long day. I don't know what song we're gonna end this with. If you're on Spotify or CastBox, which are the two apps that I use for my podcast, I do not think you will be able to uh, hear the music for copyright reasons, which means you should get over to Anchor. Anchor is a dandy uh, phone app, iOS app, uh, Apple app, that allows you to create your own podcasts. It also allows you to communicate with me. If you've got something to say, maybe I said something you didn't really like or didn't agree with, or you just had a comment or a question, maybe you're curious, uh, go ahead and download the Anchor app. Find my podcast, hit the subscribe button, whatever. Whatever allows you to hear my podcasts all the damn time. And then send me a voice message, and I can review it, and I can play it, I can edit it, I can do all sorts of fun things to it. Send it to me, right? And uh, we can deal with it from there. And maybe you'll be on the next podcast. If you don't care and you just want to listen, you can do that too. If you don't want to listen anymore, why are you still listening? Why are you still listening? Uh, and that being said, I think that's about it. I'm going to turn this off now. Hopefully the video, the audio worked. If it doesn't, whatever. Whatever. And if it does, awesome. Cool. Uh, go Falcons. It's, fr- it's Thursday. Falcons versus, I think, the Eagles. Go, e- go Falcons because I got two fantasy players on the Falcons. Overall, go Raiders. Who do I think is going to win this year? I think it's the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to win this year. Seahawks versus Jacksonville. I don't even know if that's uh, possible, but that's my guess. That's what I'm uh, assuming is 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 going to be is Jacksonville versus the Seahawks in the playoffs of the NFL. That's my prediction. Okay. Uh, I will be talking about Big Brother as well, so go ahead and watch your Big Brothers. I'll be talking about who got evicted, maybe it's double eviction night, I don't know. So I'll be talking about that because I like Big Brother quite a bit. Uh, Wrestling, Big Brother, movies. Here's some movies I've got coming up. Matthew McConaughey, Gold, and Dallas Buyers Club. I've got two Leo DiCaprio movies. I've got Django Unchained, and I've got uh, Gangs of New York. And then I have another movie that I don't quite... Oh, um, The Foreigner. A Jackie Chan film, The Foreigner. So those are the other five movies that I've got for this week. I'll get new ones next Wednesday. And uh, I've reached my destination. So I am home. And I do not need to talk anymore. 
but I do still have time. Uh, just if you pick up anything, you remember anything from this podcast, remember that life is short. Why worry? Don't worry about things. Hey, shit happens, right? Shit happens and you just got to deal with it. Be stoic. Stoicism is my new, uh, stoicism is my new go-to. It's my new thing. I'm just going to try to be stoic. I've been angry and, and upset and mad for the past month. I didn't get the job I wanted. My friends don't talk to me. There's been a lot of bullshit, right, in my life this last month. And I'm not going to blame it on some bullshit retrograde planet, right? I'm just going to be a man about it and say, hey, shit happens. Now I got to deal with it because that's how it goes. Uh, okay. So I'm done talking. Goodbye. For reals this time. And, uh... That being said, for the, oh, that's my niece, for the uh, Driving Me Crazy podcast, nothing crazy happened today, ciao.